Okay. Okay. Today's learning is the Chanishos and Moshe Ben Achamalevi and Moshe Ben Amir Baruch. So the Gemara and Daf Ayin Ches. So after Daf Ayin Ches, I'm at Aleph. Can't tell it's a little bit glare for the Zoom. But anyway, the last thing the Gemara was discussing was the Brisa said that if a person steals Klayim, Klayim is an animal that is uh, from a sheep and a goat. So it's a crossbreed of a sheep and a goat. If you steal that animal and shecht it, you are not chay, you are chay for dalabeh. You're chay for dalabeh. So it says the Gemara, why, what's, the, what's, the, what's the source? Because it says, Shor oiseh, oi is l'rabbis. The oi is inclusive. Here's the problem. The problem is that when it comes to, when it comes to karbanis, the Pasuk says, Shor oi kesef oi is ki And over there, it's excluding. You cannot bring a hybrid as a carbon. So what's the difference? So why is it that oi by dalit vehei is inclusive, but oi by carbonus is exclusive? So the Gemara said, I'll tell you why. Shar oi, shar, by, by dalit vehei, the Pasuk says, shar oi kesef, which is an ox or a goat, or a, or a sheep. So those two animals can't have children together. It's not possible. Therefore, the Pasuk doesn't have to be excluding uh, a hybrid, because it came, it's not possible anyway. The oi is to include hybrids. But carbonus, where it says, shara kesefayes, kesefayes could have children together, so because it's a possibility, the oi is exclusive. Okay. So here's the Gemara's kasha. You said by the pasuk by carbonus, it says, shara kesefayes, kesefayes, because they can have a baby together, the oi is excluding uh, a hybrid, that it's not kosher for a carbon. But by where it's shor oi kesev, so that's because it's not possible to have a baby together, it's inclusive. You see, carbonus is interesting because it says shor oi kesev It actually has all three. So we've been focusing on the second half. Shor, that's shor oi kesev is the first half, or oi is the second half. The second oi, we said, is to exclude carbonus. Here's the question. Why don't you focus on the first part? Say the Pasuk begins, Shar oi kesafeyes. Instead of kesafeyes, and they can have a baby together, so the oi is excluding a, a hybrid. Why don't you say like this? Shar oi kesaf cannot have a baby together, so the oi is inclusive. Meaning, instead of saying that the second oi is exclusive, why don't we look at the first oi, which is between Shar and kesaf, and say, well, they can't have a baby together, so it's inclusive. The Gemara says, But the first part of the Pasuk, you're focusing on the last two words, focus on the first two words, Shar oi kesaf, so that oi should be inclusive. Because the rule was, you just got finished telling me, the rule is that anytime you have two animals that cannot have a child together, and the word oi is in between, it's to include a hybrid. So it's a shar oi kesef. They can't have a baby together, so it should be including for kabanas. So why do you say, it's a shar oi kesef So you said kesef ayes, can't have a baby together, so the oi is exclusive. Shar oi kesef, they can't have a baby together, so it's inclusive. So the Gemara says, no, I'll tell you why. Because the end of the Pasuk, which is Shari Kesef Oyez, the second Oy is to exclude, the first Oy is also going to be excluding. Therefore, it's not, it, it makes more sense to focus on the end of the Pasuk, which is excluding, and say the whole Pasuk is excluding uh, animals for Karbanas. Well, wait a minute. You're telling me the end of the Pasuk is to exclude, so the beginning of the Pasuk is also to exclude. Why don't you say the opposite? The beginning of the Pasuk to include, so the end of the Pasuk is to include. Meaning, what, what's the source? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. Hi, my. I'll tell you why. It's a shar oi kesef There's two ois. 
if you're telling me that it means to exclude, then it makes sense. How so? Because I have two exclusions, two eyes. One is to exclude a hybrid, which is a baby between a shar and a, a, a kesef and an ace. And the second eye is to exclude a nidma. Nidma, we, we, we translated the last time, was like a mutant, which is that it's, it's, it's two animals. Two animals have a baby together. Kosher, same species, but the baby looks like a different species. So if you're telling me the two eyes are to exclude, I could explain how both are being used. One is to exclude a hybrid, and one is to exclude a nidma. But if you're telling me that the oi is actually to include a hybrid, what do you need both for? Once you include a hybrid, you should include a, a, a nidma, a mutant. A mutant means that it's from the same species. So if you understand they're both being exclusive, then I could understand the psukim. But if you understand that it's, it's being inclusive, then uh, I, I don't understand why do you need both. The Gemara says, hey, If the pasuk is excluding, I could explain both. One is to exclude climb, it's to commute enigma. The second is to exclude a mutant. But if you're telling me this actually to include for carbonus, that you could, it could include a hybrid. What do you need both for? Once you include a, 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 a hybrid, which is two different species, should include a mutant, which is the same species, but looks like a third species. So therefore, it's uh, the only way to explain the pasuk is to exclude climb. For carbonus. Now here's the problem. We said yesterday, Rava has a rule. Zebanaav. It's a rule for kolaterakula. Anytime the Pasuk says, it's to exclude climb. Now here's the problem. When is that rule necessary? By carbonus, we just said that it's excluded from the word oi. So I don't need the word se. Every other thing that excludes Klayim is learned out from Karbanas. Meaning, Rava says, I have this rule that is Negea from Kolotar Kula. Anytime the word says needed, it's to exclude Klayim. What halacha was Rava referring to? When do I need the word set to exclude Klayim? You say, well, Karbanas, we just exclude it, but we didn't exclude it from set. We learned we exclude it from Ai, the word Ai. So when do you ever need the word set to exclude Karbanas? The Gemara says, what halacha was Rava referring to? Ilu Kachim. If it's to exclude kachim, that you cannot bring a hybrid, a shar and a, 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 a sen and a kesef or a se, or a sen and ace, to have a baby together. You can't bring it as carbonus, and that's learned out from se, but it's not learned out from se. Behedik we just got finished saying it's the word from the word oi, pratla client. So you'll say, so what is the word, what is Rav's drasha, when was it necessary? So you'll say, okay, not for carbonus, for meiser. For meiser. It was regarding for the carbon of meiser that you can't uh, bring a hybrid. Here's the problem. Tachas, tachas, yolf, mikachim. We learn that out from Kachim. And Kachim we learn out from Ai, so still not necessary. Okay, Ila Bachar. Maybe it's to exclude a Bachar, meaning that um, the carbon for Bachar, that I, I need the word set to exclude it from, uh, from, uh, uh, from, from a hybrid. Here's the problem Havaravar Yolf Mimaiser. We learn that out from Meiser, and Meiser learns out from Kachim, and Kachim is learned out from Ai. So when do you ever need the word set? So the Gemara says, and more than that, inami nidma amrit loy. And more than this, by a bechar, we know that you can't even bring a mutant. bechar shar 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 until it looks like a shar. Climb me by. So what exactly? When was Rava's drasha necessary? Eli it my Rava. I'll tell you what. Leini petachamar. It's needed for petachamar. Petachamar is that every time you have a, a, a firstborn donkey, you have to redeem it with a se. And you replace it with a set, and the set is brought as a carbon. So the Pasuk is saying, so Rav is telling me, you cannot use a, a hybrid as a Petr Hamar. Here's the problem. 
That's the Mishnah said. You cannot redeem a firstborn donkey with an eagle or a chaya, not a slaughtered lamb, not a trefa, not a koi. A koi is either its own species or a koi is, is a mixture of, um, a koi is a mixture of um, like a, in, uh, a domesticated animal, like a deer. Okay. The point is, so Seh, when Rava says, the rule is says to exclude a hybrid, he was referring to Petah Hamar. Here's the problem. Rava Lazar disagrees. Rava Lazar holds you could, you could use a, you could be, redeem a Petah Hamar with a hybrid. Rava Lazar demata beklayim to Tanan. Rava Lazar demata beklayim ne Shu Seh. Rava Lazar feels that at the end of the day, it's still called a Seh because, because its parents, at least it's, it's, uh, you know, it comes from a, 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 a sheep and a goat, but, I guess they're both called Seh in certain instances, as Rav Lazar Jarshins in, uh, I think this is in Bechiris, and therefore he holds that you could. So Lamai Hilchasa, back to the original problem. When was Rav's drasha necessary? So the Gemara says, Amr Lach Rav Lazar, Rav Lazar says, Ki it, my dear Rav, I'll tell you when Rav's drasha is necessary, that a Seh is to exclude a hybrid, is In the cases like this, you have a, um, a kosher animal, where the mom is kosher and the dad's non-kosher and has a baby. Could you eat the animal? So let's say you have a, a, a pig that has a baby with a, a lamb. The Gemara is going to say in a second ask, when is this allowed? Uh, how is this possible? Not allowed. How is the mitzvah possible? Let's say a pig, a male pig has a baby with a lamb. Can you eat the baby? Is it kosher? The halach is no. And what's the, what's the source? The source is from Seth. Because sa, the pasuk is saying that for you, for the, one of the kosher animals being a sa, is it has to be like a sa. Anytime there's a hybrid, it's off limits. So the hybrid of sa is to exclude a hybrid is to exclude where the dad's a pig and the mom's a sa. Now this now we're saying that if the father's a non-kosher animal and the mom's a kosher animal, you can't eat it. Is learned that from sa. That's like Rabbi Yeshua. That's not like Rabbi Yeshua because Rabbi Yeshua agrees that it's not kosher, but he has a different source. He learns it out from another word, the other words, until it has to be the father a lamb and the mother a lamb in order for it to be kosher. So he uses a different drasha. Now the Gemara is saying, so the Rav's drasha that has to be assessed to exclude other animals is referring to a scenario where the dad's a non-kosher animal. Here's the problem. Is that even possible in Mitzvahs? Is it possible for a pig to have a baby with a lamb? The Gemara says, in, yes, not with a pig. There's one instance. The Kaimelin, go to the next page. The Iber Mikolot Kerav Shimon. Rav Shimon Shita is that if you have a non-kosher dad and a kosher mom, the baby cannot be eaten. But the non-kosher species that Rav Shimon is referring to is, we know that for a kosher animal, there's two signs, Right? chewing its cud, and split hooves. Let's say you have a cow that was born without split hooves. There's something wrong with it, it was born without split hooves. Rishimachi does not eat it. So the case is like this. The word says to exclude a hybrid of kosher and non-kosher parents. So we thought that was talking about a pig or a horse. It's not possible. What's the case? The case is where uh, uh, a cow had a baby with, a, with a, another cow, and they had a baby. Can't eat the animal, can't eat the baby. Why? The mom's not, the dad's not kosher. How do you have a cow that's not kosher? The case is the cow was born without split hooves. That's what the pastor is referring to. Says to tell you that any hybrid of kosher and non-kosher species that have a baby you can't eat. 
and the kosher and non-kosher species is not a pig or a horse, it's where the baby, where the dad's hooves were not split. Okay, fine. The Gemara is a kasha. Okay? Kasha is like this. According to Rav Shimon, we had in yesterday's daf, if... I actually think this could be according to everybody. Um, if you steal a carbon... I don't think this is just a, one second. I don't think this is just the next Gemara. I think is according to Lakuli Alma. Hold on. Yeah, this is the Mishnah. Yeah, no, actually, I think this is actually Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon Shita is that if you steal uh, a carbon and the person said Harei so he's responsible to replace the animal, and then you shecht it, you have to replace it, and you chayv dalat vehe. Here's the question. When we say we have to replace the animal, what type of animal do you have to replace? You see, when you say, I'm going to bring an oila, there's different options, right? An oila can come, an optional oila can come as a sheep, it can come as even birds, or it can come as a, as a bull. So the question is, the case is like this. I said, I'm going to set aside, I'm responsible to bring an oila. And I set aside a bull. Okay? I'm sorry, an ox. Whatever. I set aside an ox. Okay? And someone steals it from me. So now, I he, because I have to replace it, according to Rav Shimon, you're responsible to replace it because Here's the question, though. Can you just give me a sheep and say, I fulfilled my obligation? Why? How do you look at it? Do you look at it as you stole an ox oila, and therefore you have to replace an ox oila. Or do you say, no, why do I have to replace the animal? Because I, the original owner, am now responsible to replace it. I could replace it with a sheep. The halacha is that when you set aside, when you set aside, when you say harei alai oila, and you don't have any specific animal in, in mind, according to many tanaim, you could replace it with a sheep. Or according to other tanaim, you could actually replace it with birds. So here's the question. Am I just responsible in making sure you fulfilled your obligation? Again, I steal your oila, but because you said harei you have to replace it. And because it's not fair that you have to replace it on my expense, I have to replace it. Here's the question, though. Do I have to replace it exactly how you did it? You did a mitzvah and a mufchar, you did an ox, which is beautiful, therefore I'm also responsible. Or no, I could say, listen, I'm going to give you a sheep. And you're going to say, but I wanted an ox. I'm going to say, listen. I get it. I, I, you have to, you have a chiv to take care of. I'm going to make sure your chiv is done. Am I going to make sure your chiv is done mitzvah and mufchar? No, but I'm going to make sure your chiv is taken care of. That's the question. Boy, Rava, harei If a person said, I'm, I'm responsible to bring an oila. The shar, and then he designated it an ox. Ubachar ganav, and then someone else came and stole it. So now the ganav has to replace it to make sure that the original owner can fulfill his obligation. Can the Ganif just give it a lamb according to Rabbanu or according to Rabbanu when a person says without specifying any animal in mind, can you replace it either with a lamb or even with a bird? So, as the Mishnah says, if a person says, I'm responsible to bring an oil without specifying which animal, the Tanakama feels, just bring a, sh- a lamb. It's fine. Rolos Benazari, Oimeri, Avi, Tara, Ben Yoin. Rolos Benazari says, no, you, ha- you could even bring a bird. So here's the question. This Ganef stole it from John, and John now is going to have to replace it. So maybe the Ganef can just say, here, take a bird. Fulfilled your obligation. Mi Amrinan, Shem, Oila, Kabbalah, Can the Ganef just say, listen, 
You were responsible. For, I'm responsible to make sure you bring an oila. I'm, here's your oila. It's a bird. Oidilmer, perhaps, no. Perhaps the owner might say, The owner might say, listen, I wanted to bring an ox. Yes, I, I can fulfill my obligation with a bird, but I wanted to do a mitzvah and a mukhar. And therefore, because of your actions, I'm not able to do a mitzvah and That's not right. So, after he asked the question, he made it clear. The answer is, You can replace it with a bird or with a lamb. You do not have to give him an ox. Just instead of asking a question and answer, he just had a direct teaching. If a person said, I'm going to bring an oila without having anything in mind, and he set aside a shar, and it was stolen, then Ganev can just replace it with a keves uh, or a bird and no need to do anything more. Okay. Says the Mishnah, We know that you're responsible, Dalit Behe, if you sell it. Now, a sale by definition means that it's completely sold. Let's say you sold it, but you didn't sell the entire animal. You retained part of the animal as still your own. You sold a percentage of the animal. The Gemara is going to address how much of the animal did you sell. But let's say, you, you like extreme case, you sold 50% of the animal only. So that's not considered a sale because you still own 50. So, says the Mishnah, if you sold... 99% of the animal, but you held back 1%. Gemara will address what, what, what is the 1%. That is not considered a sale. Or you're a partner in the animal. Reuven and Shimon own an animal, and then Reuven uh, 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 takes the animal and sells it without Shimon's permission. So it's technically an act of theft. But he owns 50% of it, so he only stole and sold 50%. That's not Chayv Dalad Behei. Let's say you shechted, and instead of shechting it properly, you cut off the entire head in such a way that it becomes a nevela. Because that's not considered a shechita. It has to be a maisa shechita. Or more than this, you split the animal in half, or you shoot in the head, tear it up, you kill the animal, that's not chayv dalad behe. It's only chayv dalad behe for a maisa shechita. All of these cases in the mission, you don't pay dalad behe, you just pay kevon. Okay, so the Mishnah said... If you sell the animal but retain 1% of it, it's not considered a full sale, and you're not chayv dal The question is, what percentage of the animal must you retain? What is the percentage? What does it mean you held 1% back? So, Rav's opinion is, you have to retain some of the flesh. Meaning, let's say you sold 99% of the animal, but you sold 99% of the animal, Stop people from calling me. You sold 99% of the animal. So let's say you 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 sold the entire animal, but you said not the hide or not the hooves or not the 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 the, the sheep as a wool. That's not considered, that's still considered a full sale. Rob says what's considered not a full sale is if you retain some of the flesh. So if you sold 99% of the flesh, but one kazayas of the flesh, that's so Rav holds the ikker is you have to hold back some of the flesh. Levi says no. Levi says no. Even if you sold all the flesh, as long as you retain some of the wool, even though the wool is going to be cut off, that's still considered not a full sale. So according to Levi, for it to be a full sale, you have to sell everything. Wool, hooves, hide, everything. Rav's opinion is, for it to be a full sale, you have to sell all the flesh. The Mishnah also says this. Fine. The Gemara continues, Meisve, here's the problem. According to Levi, we said, 
For it to be a full sale, you have to sell everything. The hide, the flesh, the shearings. Rob's opinion is it's all about the flesh. Here's the problem. We're going to quote a Brisa that has three opinions. None of them is Rav. That's the problem. If the thief sold the animal, but except for one of the arms, or or one of its legs, or one of its horns, or he sold everything, but except he held back some of the shearings, it's not a full sale. That, that Tanakama is Levi. That Tanakama is Levi. Because Levi's opinion is for it to be a full sale, you have to sell everything, everything, everything. And that's Mamasha Tanakama Shita. Then you have Rebbe, Rebbe Oimer. Rebbe says, Rebbe's opinion is, it's not enough to hold back some of the flesh. You have to hold back a vital organ. So if let's say you sell everything but an arm, that's a sale. But if you sell everything but a limb, that is, without the limb it'll die. You sell, I'm selling everything except for the liver or the heart, whatever. Then it's not a good sale. That's Rebbe's opinion. And Rav Shem Ben-Lazar says he's going to make a distinction that for him it has to be either the, you have to sell all the, all the skin, all the flesh, and the hooves. If you retain the hooves or the horns, the, 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 that is not considered a sale. But if you retain the shearings, that is still considered a sale. So here's the problem. Bishlam and Levi, Tanakama. Levi holds like Tanakama. That for it to be a sale, you have to sell everything mamish, everything lagamri. El Rav, but according to Rav, come on, who is Rav like? Who is Rav following? Because again, according to Rav, the Iker is the flesh. Nobody said that. You have the Tanakama who said, for it to be a sale, you have to sell everything. According to Revi, for it to be a sale, you have to sell all the vital organs. And according to Rishim and you have to sell uh, everything except for the shearings. Who holds like Rav that it's totally in flesh? So Amri, Rav, Damar, Kaitana, Rav follows the other opinion. We quoted Tanakama, Rebbe, and Roshim Lazar. There's a second version of Roshim Lazar, and the second version of Roshim Lazar uh, is not like the first version, obviously, and the Gemara is going to point out it's a contradiction, fine. But that second version of Roshim Lazar, that's who Rav follows. Rav, Damar, Kaitana, Detanya, Roshim Lazar, Aymer, Machar, If a person sold, except for an arm, Chutz Miragler, except for a leg, that's not a good sale. But if you sold it, except for the hooves, except for the shoes, that is a good sale, meaning it's a matter of the flesh. That Rav is like the second version of Shemun Now, Now, so what you have these four Tanoim of what's considered an Iker sale. The Micah Miflagi, what is the Machlegis about? Tanakama, who holds that you have to sell everything, he says, you got to shecht everything, and you got to sell everything. Easy. Rebbe, who holds it's all about vital organs, he holds the Pasuk says, which means to slaughter it, it has to be that you sell everything that, is, that the animal needs in order to survive. Meaning, the animal has to be fit to be slaughtered. Meaning, if you sell everything but hold back something that if you did, if, that if the animal was missing, the animal would be a trefa, that's not considered. You have to sell everything that would be vital for the animal to survive in order to be shechted. And Rav Shimon Elazar who says that uh, you have to sell all the flesh, all the hide, and the horns, but you don't have to sell the shearings, that there's a distinction between horns and shearings. Karna deloy migas kaima havashir. He feels that because a horn, which is not meant to be cut off, it's part of the animal, 
It's not normal to cut off the horns. Therefore, that's considered part of the animal, and you have to sell it. But when it comes to shearings, shearings, which are meant to be cut off, will have a shear. They're meant to be cut off, therefore that's not considered essential in the sale. That's the first version of Shimon Lazar. The second version of Shimon Lazar, it's all about the flesh. This is all based on the assumption that there's a connection between the selling and the slaughtering. That what type of sale is necessary? Similar to the slaughter. So Rebbe says like this, when you shecht an animal, in order to eat any of the flesh, if you want to eat any of the flesh, you need to shecht the animal. So therefore, what's essential for the sale is anything that would be essential, anything that would be mutter through, through tzvicha. But when it comes to the shearing of the wool, which you could do when the animal's alive, and the cutting off of the horns, which you could do when the animal's alive, and the animal it falls off, it's fine, you know, it's, it's, it's not aser, it's not necessary for the shechit, as long as the shechit is matter the horns. So, for it to be a mechira, you have to sell everything that the animal, that, that becomes mutter through the tzvicha. Now we mentioned Rosh Hashanah twice, and it's two different opinions. Akash Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, it's a stira. Trey Tanoi Lubi Rosh Hashanah. Two different opinions have different versions of Rosh Hashanah. Okay. Tanur Abanan Hagoy Nevakitas. Let's say you steal an animal that only has three legs, and then you sell it. Yechayev Dalav Behei. I didn't sell the whole animal. You sold everything that you stole. You stole an animal with three legs. You sold an animal with three legs. Vesachigeres. You sold. You stole and sold a lame animal. Also chayiv. Vesasumar a blind animal. And if you steal an animal that belongs to partners, let's say Reuben and Shimon own an animal, and you steal it, you're chayiv. Chayiv dalad vehei. V'shutvim shiganu. But if you have Reuben and Shimon who steal an animal, pashtus. The case is. Well, the Gemara will explain the case. Potter you're not chayiv dalad vehei. Pashtus. The case where you're not chayiv dalad vehei is. The case that we had before, which is Reuben and Shimon are partners, and then Reuben sells it. So he steals Shimon's chalik. Uh, because he didn't steal a whole animal. Ah, but wait a minute. I thought the Brisa says that if partners steal an animal, you So which one is it? So the Gemara says, The answer is it depends the case. If Reuben and Shimon own the animal, and Reuben, one of the owners, steals it and sells it, he's not chayiv, because he only stole 50% of it. The case where it says that you're chayiv is where Reuven and Shimon steal an animal together. Meaning, John has an animal, Reuven and Shimon steal it. How do you steal it at the same time? So Shimon appoints Reuven to, to steal a 50% on his behalf. So Reuven and Shimon steal an animal, that's when you're chayiv. So, because Reuven and Shimon steal an animal, by the way, the chiddush is, Reuven and Shimon are both only stealing, they're both ganovim, but they're only like, they're 50-50 partners in it, but they're still both the Ganov and the Frichad. Wait a minute, you're telling me that if Reuven and Shimon steal an animal, or, and by the way, the real case of Reuven and Shimon stealing an animal is that Reuven is appointed by Shimon to steal it as 50-50 partners. Reuven says, listen, I'm going to steal the animal. Shimon says, good, you steal it from me also, and we'll split it 50-50. You're chayiv in such a case. That's when you're chayiv. The Brisa says, your potter, you're saying it's chayiv in such a case, but it's not true. The Brisa says, You might think that you're chayiv. You're not chayiv in this case. So are you chayiv or not? If Reuben and Shimon steal an animal together, are you chayiv? So the Gemara says, Here's the case. The answer is it depends. If Reuven is stealing it, having Shimon in mind, that Shimon appointed Reuven as a 50% shliach, 
And we know Yeshlich Dvaravera for Tzvicha Mechira. So Ruvain steals it, having Shimon in mind, then you're Chayv. The case where you're not Chayv is where Ruvain steals it, having Shimon in mind, but Shimon never appointed him. So if Shimon appoints Ruvain and Ruvain steals it, you're But let's say Ruvain steals it, has Shimon in mind. He says, I'm going to steal it, and we're going to do 50 50 partners. But Shimon never appointed him, that's when you're Potter. Okay. Now, Let's say you sell an animal, but you sell an animal only to take place. You sell it, but he said, I want the sale to take place after 30 days. So it's a sale, but for the first 30 days, I get to keep it still. Question, is that a valid sale? Or, you sell the animal, but you say, he said, even though I'm selling it to you, I still get to use it. I still get to working rights. Or or you sell a pregnant animal and you said, I'm keeping the fetus. Mahu, is that considered a full sale? So I'll leave it. We know, we know there's machloikas throughout Shas of Ober Yerachima, Ober Yarach, Yelav Yerachima. Do we look at the fetus as an extension, as a chilek, as like an extra limb of the mother? So the question is, I sold the animal except for not the fetus. I didn't sell the fetus. So the question is, is that a valid sale? Well, shouldn't it be totally in that child? So Gemara says, I leave it. If you hold over Yerach that the over is an extended limb of the mother, then it's for sure not a sale. Why? Because you didn't sell the whole animal. You sold the animal except for the, 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 the fetus. That means you did not sell the whole Doshayiru. The whole question is, according to the opinion that the fetus is not a limb of the mother, the fetus is like a, like a growth that just happens to be in the mother, but it's not an extended limb of the mother. That's the question. What's the question? Do we say that because at the end of the day, it's not a limb, but it's still attached, practically, it's still attached, therefore by you have to sell it, and if you don't sell it, it's not a valid sale? Or perhaps, keeping the Mifresh since it's going to be separated from the mother, it's not considered one unit, and it's not considered uh, part of the sale. Some have a different version of the question. Do we say that because not a it's not a shir? You don't have to sell it. Or perhaps since the fetus, um, in order to eat the fetus, when you shecht an animal and there's a fetus inside, the fetus is motor because of the shechit of the mam. So you see that it's considered part of it, therefore maybe you have to sell it. Teiku, we're not sure. One last gemara, buyer of papa. Ganva kata umachar. Let's say we said in the Mishnah, we said in the in the Mishnah, uh, Brisa, we said in the Brisa that if you steal a three-legged animal and sell it, you chayv dalad because you sold everything that you, you stole. Question is like this: Ganva kata umachra Let's say you steal a full animal, four legs, cut off a leg, and then sell the sell the animal, the three-legged animal. Question is: Are you chayv dalad What's the question? At the end of the day, you didn't sell what you stole. You stole a four-legged animal, you sold a three-legged animal. Or, you sold you sold the entire animal. It's not like you sold 50%. You sold the whole animal. Yeah, at that point, the animal only had three legs. But you sold the whole animal. What's the halacha? Take who? We're not sure. I'll stop here, pick it up tomorrow. So.